Yo, what's good, people? Welcome back to the sadly relatable podcast. We back, baby. Yeah, yeah. I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you actually testing? I was so confused. I was like, "This friend, what the hell happened to you?" <laughs> that's why I really wanted Jay to do it, but I never told her to do it. So, oh, oh that's God. cute, um, guys. As you can see, Jay Gaz is back for part two. You guys loved her on the podcast so much, so we're happy to bring her back. And I think last episode was really, really enjoyable. Yeah, like, I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of feedback. Like yeah. instantly, like people instantly were messaging. Everyone oh loved God, you. I love it. Aww. I did tell you, like, I'm super famous and everyone loved me. <laughs> <laughs> no, on the podcast, I've seen, I really liked the comments. Like the comments were like, it was so good to have Jay on. And I definitely feel like we should make it a regular thing. Because Inshallah. it's just enjoyable. You know, when you're just speaking to the same person every week. Okay, about, we joking, get it. Well, like, about the same <laughs> stuff. Scratch, scratch, scratch the record label. <laughs> um, but no, I think it was definitely enjoyable. I think... I think it makes it easier when, like, the guest is a friend, like, yeah. people that we can have conversation with naturally and stuff like that. And yeah. I think that's what's nice. Um, I really like that um, a lot of people, like, came forward and were like, oh, I watched the podcast. It was really nice. Well, to Jay, anyway. Sorry, this is, you should be saying this. But they were like, it was really nice to get an insight on, like, how things are. Like, I feel like I understand you better. And that kind of made my heart really mm. warm. Because, yeah. like, a few people... That happened with a few people. And yeah. as well, they were saying... Sorry. No, 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 it's <laughs> so fine. Sorry. It's fine, it's fine. They were saying, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, oh. someone to speak about such a, like, a sensitive topic as well is quite inspiring. But not to, like... Because I feel like a lot of podcasts, when they speak about mental health, it's, like, almost, like, scripted. Mm. Whereas when it's just, like, natural foot, like naturally friend flowing. conversation yeah. like being honest yeah people connect with that more innit yeah, yeah. no, nah, definitely I feel like a lot of people respected you opening up about that and it made them feel like someone was seeing them and hearing yeah. them if that makes sense which is I think really good I think that's one of the things that I kind of learned in this process of doing a podcast is the more I started opening up with things I was going through the more it felt like a feeling of contentment doing the podcast because a lot of people were like oh this has helped me so much. You've made me feel better. And then I felt more comfortable to open up over time. Yeah. Um, yeah, but just seeing what, speaking about what you go through can do for someone else is amazing. It's like building a community and a support system there mm. and like normalizing that people go through stuff in life. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, and on the part two, which is today, you lot are going to see how I'm not just like a, sad story it does get better yeah, for yeah. me and how i got here today yeah you i feel like the last episode you genuinely just scratched the surface and that's why i say like you didn't even like get into it yet and that's why it's interesting because we were an hour in yeah. and we were so like submerged that in the was conversation. so funny because like we just got to you being two years old <laughs> <laughs> she's like and then i was free i got to 16 thank you very much <laughs> and then i turned free someone commented and um, that i interrupted Joelia a lot and I would just like to say that I'm going to try my best not to do so. And I do apologize for that, guys. Um, I think you lot are used to me and Ayub's dynamic where we did used to interrupt each other. And then we mm. got to the point where we'd be like... Yeah. And then I think it's weird because like, yeah. But I do it in real life as well. And I'll always be like, Jay, I'm sorry. And you've like started to understand because you've been like, you know that if I don't say it, I'll forget it. Program. Mm. But yeah, sorry, guys. I'm going to try my best not to do that. But again, thank you so much for all the like support and comments. Um, yeah, I think with stuff like that, you have to find like a balance because um, obviously it's a podcast, it's a uh, discussion, not 
uh, interview where we just listen to one person. The whole point is to talk about a topic, then we all give our inputs, and then you tell us more about yourself, and we move forward. But there is also that line of not trying to interrupt when they're trying to get something through. But I understand you, because you're the type of person, if you don't say it now, it's gone. Like, you yeah, won't even yeah, be able to bring yeah. it back. But inshallah, we'll be able to find that. Well, obviously, it's not a monologue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what like we said, it quietly. Yeah, it's not an interview. You're not like, mm, <laughs> yes. yes. So how does that make you feel? Yeah, don't yeah, we yeah, not therapy? Just, you yeah. not just going to see me a lot going like this. Like I done it earlier with you. You were speaking. I was about to interrupt you, and I went. Yeah, I have to hold myself back sometimes as well. Like I, she'll be talking, and there'll be something that comes up. And I'm like, okay, slow down, slow down, slow <laughs> Do down. Say it now. <laughs> Do you know why I'm laughing? Tell me, you all have neurodiversity about Terry. Why are we all like this? <laughs> why are we all like that? <laughs> it was like this because yeah, I was I was about to say, guys, I know you see me doing this a lot on the camera. It's just a comfort for me to make me not panic. Key. So okay, I, but I'd like to do that. Like. I don't know. It's like a pain. I like it. Like brings me back to Jay's. So funny. Like we've actually got to the point in life where it's like, look, I understand you guys. You might see us wearing shoes, but it's because it gives us comfort (laughs) to be in the real world. This is what. Should I tell you why? Yeah, it's not that funny. Relax. This is why. Last time I said to Ayub, this is why it's good to have diagnosis and stuff because people just think like something. I like to clarify like the reason why because someone might comment, oh, why is she holding her hands like that? I just yeah. want to let you know before, this is another thing, before you can say something about me, I'm going to tell you about it. How about that? So <laughs> no. I'm, like, I'm holding my hand because it's comfortable, okay? No, and it stops re- me from, um, what's it called? Anxiety. Having an out-of-body experience. Yeah, okay. So the reason I laughed at what Nishran said is because for you, that's true. And I, I understand it. But for me, like I was just doing it. But then I got almost labelled with the fact that I'm probably dealing with the same thing as you. That's why it made me laugh. <laughs> and you kind of went, no, because I... Um, uh. no, but that's one thing I saw. Sorry, panic is... That's they one, caught me. <laughs> that's one thing I saw in the, in the comments. People were saying a lot of people were talking good. that it's not good to label certain things. Yeah, yeah, What's your yeah. opinion on we that? We didn't. We didn't agree on that. Um, yeah, no, I think it is because you know what? I I'm a bit passionate about this one. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's fair for you to tell people what they can and can't label themselves as, mm. whether they've got depression, whether they've got mental illness, whether they've got whatever they've got, because you wouldn't tell someone with cancer, no, don't label it. Mm. Don't you're fine, just you know, get a nutritionist and change your diet and it'll get better. No, person's got an illness. And if if for example a person has autism and they can get medication or therapy or change their lifestyle to make it easier for them, what's the problem? Whether they got a label or not. Do you understand? Yeah. I can think I, it, oh, sorry, go on, listen. Are you sure? Yeah, I know you'll forget it. <laughs> I think a lot there was not a lot, there was about three people saying like it's not good to label. And if that works for you, that is completely fine. Like if you want to live your life and you just would rather not label yourself or not think about it and that helps you just get on, that's okay. But I think for certain people and for you to say it's not good to label and you shouldn't label, that can be a bit harmful because for some people, especially when you receive an, an, a later diagnosis, like as an adult, um, it actually might just be the thing to save you. So yeah. that's why I'd say it's just kind of like, we, we, we appreciate your opinions, guys, but it's just like, be careful how you word it. Sorry, I keep hitting the mic. Can okay. I um, give my input on how... I see them when they comment that how I I don't think it's a hate how comment. I take in what they're saying yeah. if that makes sense so my perspective of what I think their perspective is when they're saying don't label yourself it's almost like don't don't give in to what you're labeling yourself so when you say oh I am this don't let it define you and that's it every time something happens oh I'm just this I'm just this and it's almost like you give yourself excuses to the point where maybe you can work a little bit hard to do certain things but because you're always labeling yourself this you're going down this rabbit hole where it just gets worse and worse and worse I can see that as well but then I can also I see that and if that is the case and yeah like like I said we appreciate your opinions and I see it I understand it but again 
for me personally, if I hadn't got that label and started to understand myself, yeah. I don't. I genuinely don't know if I would be able to have a conversation not, with not human just beings. That. Like, not just that, yeah. Also, we're human beings. Yeah, mm. we label ourselves. Yeah, that's what we do. We're we're a, a, like we're like a pact. Yeah, we have we have to find somewhere to fit in. That's what we do. Yeah, we're, either it's our race, our skin color, our culture. You know, everything about us, our like education level, Religion. our social status, do you understand? Everywhere we try to label ourselves. So why, when it comes to health, we're less likely to label ourselves? At the end of the day, I don't, obviously, I don't meet people, hi, I've got autism. Mm. Obviously, first of all, I don't have a diagnosis. But okay, let's say depression. I don't say, hi, I'm depression. I'm Jay with depression. Do you get it? Yeah. But I would like people to know, and there's no problem with that. It's oh, yeah. part of me. I'm not going to erase a whole part of my life because of social status. Like I do, coming from the Moroccan community, yeah, so many people have illnesses, but nobody admits to it, nobody tells anyone. And what happens is, is people start looking it down. It starts to consume you. Yeah, not, not just that, it, people start looking down. For example, there was this one child, I remember we went like as a big picnic as a community mm -hmm. and he was going around just slapping all the aunties. And the mum like would say, oh yeah, no, he's just naughty. He's just naughty. Turns out he has got, he's got autism. Mm. So now the aunties would like, sitting down and say sit down stop it put him mm. in time out that's not what he needs he's got autism they need, oh. people need to understand how to deal with him why probably. is he hitting what's yeah. he trying to say do yeah. you understand maybe that's not what we do maybe we sit him down so okay what's wrong tell me use your words mm -hmm. do you know what i mean you know hold what? their hands you know how you hold their hands you're like well, use yeah. your words so that's why you need a label you can't just go around life mm. just do you know what i mean yeah. before we want. move on I, I from do, that sorry, sorry. Go on. i just really quickly want to say this i'm going to try my best okay. to not do you that just again interrupt her. sorry no, I'm joking, I'm joking. and actually that was not i interrupted yeah, her yeah. and then i said over her as well. we said at the same time <laughs> oh yeah so i do want to say a special shout out i don't even know if we have a lot of mums in here but not even just mums sisters whatever you are to an autistic child for anyone that um is looking after one or has one in their family or any sort of any sort of illness, but I think especially autism, because we are touching on that, like a massive shout out and well done to you guys for the patience you have. And whether you're Muslim or not, may God really reward you and your patience. And mm -hmm. like, I feel like you guys deserve some recognition and appreciation because even if you look at the video of um, what it's like for an autistic child, like it's so sad. So like, yeah, shout out to all the people who are caring for autistic siblings or parents or children because we see you and we appreciate you Amen. we do i mean um <clears throat> i forgot my point sorry i actually I, I do agree with you guys about the whole labeling things like and how it can benefit someone so much but like going into that side of what i was saying a minute ago about how sometimes it can put you in this mindset in your mind where you kind of you're more willing to let things slide and just happen instead of trying to work on it. I know it's not a thing that you can like cure yourself and get better, but for example, I think I'm talking about it from like personal experience. I've seen family members get diagnosed with something and then all of a sudden, they understand now and it's, it's good for them, but then I see them slipping into it even more because then Hi. they're just like, oh, it's just, oh, I've just got this. No, she's not talking about you. Know what no, mean? no, I'm not, I'm not about you. saying I'm about you. You, have, you don't make eye contact with me. No, I'm not talking about, I'm No, sorry. can I give you a point to that? I understand. Let me finish it Same, though. I've okay, got a point yeah. after. Okay, let me finish. So, and obviously I can't speak too well on it because this is an outside perspective. I don't know what's going on in their head and it's not something that I'm like, oh, what the hell? I just observe it and I think, oh, maybe you being so aware of it can cause you to now dig yourself in this hole where like you just excuse everything. And mm -hmm. even if there's something that you would normally not do, 
or you try not to do, now you just let it happen because, oh, oh it's because I'm this. Do you know what I mean? So that's how I can, can see how maybe there's two sides to, it's not always the best thing to, to label where you make it become everything. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that I want to back up what you're saying because it's like two sides, like 50-50. Because I'll give you a point. I have a friend and she was like up, doing the most, like cleaning, like doing the most, very, very active. Mm. Sorry, this is like, I don't know if this is TMI. She then went to the toilet and then she realized she had came on her period. And when she realized she came on her period, she was like, oh guys, I'm in bare pain now. Like, I don't know why I'm so slumped all of a sudden. Like mm. she had just realized. So it's as soon as she was made aware of it, then all those symptoms started to like take effect. Yeah. So that's why I, that kind of like falls into what you said, if that makes sense. It's like a placebo effect. No, 100%. Not, look, yeah. it, what do they say? It's um, mind over matter, right? Yeah. But to an extent. Yeah. Now, one thing about me is I never, ever like, sit there and say, well, this is how I am, just deal with it. You yeah. get it? Some, well, I mean, sometimes in, when I'm upset, sometimes I'll say that to like my sister or something. I'm like, well, if you don't like me, leave me alone. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But as someone who their whole life, you've got to remember my entire life, I was different. I was mm. problematic. I didn't understand emotions. I didn't understand anything. And if I do find out that I've got autism, it takes off that guilt off of me. Do you understand where like I, I'm not, I'm not not going to fix it, but I've had multiple therapies. I've been on antidepressants, nothing worked, nothing changed. And people would say to me, why, why do you act like this? And I'm like, you don't get it. I just go into a zone and then I don't even know what I'm doing. Do you understand? Mm. It's like, I'll cry, I'll scream, I'll shout. And then literally one minute later, I'll be like, oh, why the hell did I even do that? Remember my mom was telling you about that video when I was young, when I was like 15, I had a full on tantrum, bro, like mm. full on. And I didn't even know I was doing it. Until like she was outside. My sister, yeah, my sister filmed me. And then after she showed me and I was like, I didn't do that. She was like, that's Ooh, you. That's scary. And I was like, exactly. But it's like, I went into this, like, it's not, like, I don't have, is it our body experience? I don't like, <laughs> it's not like supernatural, but. You need to get a ruqya done. No, it's not supernatural. Just another thing. I've had, you know what I mean, ruqyas and stuff. And it's like, I've just had to like say, okay, it's this, but. I need to work on it. And I do that with you as well, with ADHD and your BPD and stuff. That's why we I always say, say we have to work on it. We don't just accept. But how are you going to get the help if you don't admit there's a problem? Mm. That's why Very I true. say I've not had, like I've my all my friends are amazing and everyone has been so accommodating to my physical and mental health. But no one, like you're all amazing. If any of you are watching this, wallah, like all my friends, Freya, Elena, Diary Room, Sadia, I'm going to shout you all out just in case. For doors. For doors. <laughs> Sorry. There's, there's a lot of you. You're all amazing. But I'm saying, Jay, I think because you are the most understanding of it, mm. has out of everyone, has been like, look, I understand. Or when we're out with people, look, she's just feeling overwhelmed right now. She's acting like this because of this. You just need to give her space or do this. And I've not really got that with a lot of people. I do have it with other friends, but I feel like you are doing it constantly, like 24-7, ball rolling every time we speak. Whereas, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I I feel like that's because I expect that from people. when, um, And that's why, like, when I first make friends or whatever, not that I've made friends for a long time, but <laughs> I do tend to like tell people, yeah, I've got, you know, this, or I think I have this, or I think I have that, because I expect people to make excuses for me. Um, obviously you shouldn't have any expectations when it comes to anything in life, but I don't want people to see me and think I'm being horrible and stuff. And obviously we've touched on this m- multiple times, um, but yeah, that's why I feel like I'm quite accommodating. Plus as well is I genuinely feel like people are testing your life and people come into your life and how you decide to deal with it 
you will either be punished or rewarded in it. And like at the end of the day, if someone's not well and you treat them badly or you're not accommodating to them, like, do you know what I mean? Mm. Are you gonna, whereas like, if you're more patient with someone, you might be like, oh, like that person's got this or this person's got that. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like as well, Allah puts you in people's lives for a reason. And he obviously only tests you with what you can deal with. And sometimes that's what that person needs. They might be overwhelmed. And they might need to hear, it's okay, like, let's just do this, let's just do that. Like, I feel like with us, Alhamdulillah, Allahumma barik, it's because I'm so, everything has to be organised. And you're like, la, 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 la. We meet in the middle where I'm like, no, look, like, the other day when we wrote a list was, of how was, to improve yeah, your mental health and stuff, that. like, we can sit and we do, okay, step one, we go here, we do this. Step two, we do that, we do that. And that way, we work together, do you understand? And that's why it's important. And I feel like it's good to have friendships that, even if you're very similar, all friendships can work. But I like um, when there's a balance. So, for example, and you'd know this because this is similar to our friendship as well. So you've got a white friendship. Our friendship, our relationship. <laughs> so, for example, I'll come to Jay when I'm like maybe having a bad mental health day and she'll sit up and she'll be like, okay, let's write a list and do this, this, this. But when Jay comes to me and she's like, oh, I've got this, I'm just like, okay, book this health test, but I don't know if I can give you like the mental support right now. Do you get it? Mm. So we yeah. kind of like balance out like we we what we can give each other is different but i think we both appreciate and need what the other person has to offer yeah yeah i feel like 100 percent. like i know like we've had conversations off the thing of like how our, our friendship is balanced and i feel like you're the more you are very compassionate so like remember that time i was having a mental breakdown i was lying down on her floor and i was literally crying do you remember mm. and you was able to get me out of that state by like comforting talking like being like it's okay like this and that do you think i feel like sometimes i'm not great at that i mean i know i feel like you are like every time like i'm in a bad but this is the thing though like with me is my mental health is okay and then i have a breakdown yeah and i feel like when i have a breakdown you are there to pick it up do you yeah, get it yeah. doesn't mean like every day you're you you face every day you face something do you get it because mm. your kind of your mood changes throughout the day do you get it because yeah. you're bpd because you're adhd whereas me i might be okay one week and then the next week i'm yeah, like yeah. on the floor i'm like i'm not i hate life yeah, da -da -da. Yeah, yeah. do you get it so then that's where it balances i have a question yeah. Have you ever both been in that down state together <laughs> yeah. at the same time? And we're like, it's my turn. <laughs> yeah, like, like yeah, or once. like, only once. So we did once. Remember, we just were sleeping in the bed. All week. Oh yeah. Don't yeah, you yeah. think that's funny that like for some other than that one time you've both been there, yeah. good whilst the other one's down, like to like be there. Yeah. yeah. So that's I'll crazy. give you an example. That is true. I don't remember that though. My memory's just bad. But um, like the other day, I think I know how I've learned a little bit because you don't have them a lot. But I think I've learned how to get her out of them. So and the you other see day, the signs, maybe. Yeah. Needed. And I see when it's gonna get worse, like with the clothes of me and you. We'll explain that in a second. You know when I'm, you're picking my outfit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So the other day she was kind of going into it, and I feel like I knew what to say. Like, look, don't worry, I'm gonna come to yours later. Mm. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. We'll figure it out together. And I noticed her start to calm down. If that makes sense. So I feel like we've learned a lot about each other. But even Jay, <laughs> explain the clothes situation. So I struggle Every to go time out. we're going out, she gives me the worst anxiety because the makeup, first of all, the makeup takes hours. Mm. Yeah. Three but hours. then I'm like, 
now the clothes. So I'm like, so did you pick a clothes? Like, mm. did you pick what you're going to wear? Whatever. And then she's like, no. And I'm like, okay, this is going to take another four hours. Because she knows that I, basically what happens is I get so overwhelmed and there's been, sorry, there's been loads of times where I'll get to the point and I'll be like, no, nah, I'm not going out. Yeah, forget So Jay, it. now when I'm getting ready, she try And, and I, I like hate change like of plans. Well. I'm like, we're going out because now I'm here, I'm ready. That's why whenever me and Nishan have a day for the podcast book, I try to have as little conversation with her as possible because I know that if she gets a chance to tell me that she wants to do a different day, then it's going to change. So I just won't call or like she'll call me. I'll be like, I'll try to end the conversations quick before she's like, do you know what? I'm thinking maybe we film a different Because like I'm a very scheduled person. Yeah, so everything, same. like if I've booked you in this day, it means I haven't got space most likely to do anything any other day. And then I'll always have to try like figure out when you're like, oh, I can't really be asked to do it on this day. No, so it's similar to that as well, yeah. but it's more just like in the moment overwhelmed. Yeah, I've seen you. I've seen you like sometimes even when we have plans, one minute I'm coming. No, I'm not coming. I'm coming. I'm not coming. No, I'm not coming. And I think yeah. it's you going through that motion of like you give up on the makeup. I and get then overwhelmed you come back. and yeah. then like I get the emotions back again. But <laughs> what happens is, um, we'll be like my makeup will be ready. Da, da, da. Maybe have like twenty minutes to go out. We'll be in the wardrobe and then I'll be like, okay, outfit. And then Jay will see me getting stressed out. I don't have this top. I don't have, and when she sees me getting stressed out, she's like, okay, look. Sit Calm down. down. <laughs> what about this and this? I start picking out random things. How do you have the patience to do that? Yeah, you got a lot of patience along the I don't know, you know, because I don't think I'm a very patient person. Do you know what it is? I think you are. I'll tell you what it is. It's a bit selfish because I'm like, we're going out. So she Yeah, was, you want to yeah, be. Yeah, I'm like, really we're go. going out. So whatever we need to do to go out, we're going to do it. Okay. Innit? I will stand here and find you an outfit. We're going out. And okay. I'm like, no, you know, you can just put that one with that one, that one with this one. <laughs> But no, but I do do it as well when when we're not going out, when she's going out with someone else or she's got meetings and stuff. Yeah, I yeah, help yeah, out she and does. Stuff. But I don't know, it's just, it's in my nature, isn't it? Like my, one of my love languages is acts of service. I think it's the top one is acts of service and quality time. So for me, it's like, I like doing that. That's how I show someone that I care. And that's, it's just in my nature. Do you understand? Maybe because that's how I was brought up. I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> so we jump True. back in. Yeah, how long do we have left though? That's the thing. It's only 30 minutes in. We've got okay, that's all right. All right. Let's <laughs> get started then. Woo! <laughs> um, right, so part two, obviously. Um, where did we leave off? Secondary school. No, but this is where it gets good, isn't it? Okay. Um, so I got to a stage and I was like, look, yeah, you can sit here and feel sorry for yourself or you can get up and change your life, innit? And so I started working from 13, by the way. I don't know if you know this. But that's basically, yeah, that's why I left off. I went to a Prue school. Like, I got into bear fights, then went to a college, then I threw a table at someone. That was where it happened. Oh, like in some college. Girl. Yeah, that was at college. That was Northwest College, actually. I should have said it out because it's my learning. Yeah, went to Northwest College, ended up getting into a fight with a girl, threw a table at her, whatever. Anyway, sat there and said, you know what? Obviously, education's not for me, you know what I mean? Went, started working. I was working as an admin, actually, for like a Arab company, literally just copy and pasting, copy. Yeah, copying papers and like answering calls, just that. Very illegal to hire someone that young, but anyway. <laughs> um, then, um, by the way, I was working, I was making like 400 pounds a week. What age? Minimum. Minimum. What From age? like 14. 13, mate. What? Fresh out. Yeah. <laughs> literally. Anyway. You think I'd save us? I was asking my mum for £10 a week when I was that age. Um, Yeah, and then I got to, so I did like dibbled and dabbled in different jobs, like nanny, makeup artist, whatever. Got to about 16 and my mum, I think think it was my mum that said, you you need to go back to school now. Like, you know, you've had the break. People are doing their A-levels, like, you know what I mean? And also my dad and then obviously myself as well. I was like, stop feeling sorry for yourself, get up. 
And so then I went to college and I redone my GCSEs. It was in sixth form. And I didn't know how smart I was until I got to college because I was in a foundation class, thank you. I was in a foundation class and I was doing the higher papers in everything. And um, it, so I, I did textiles A-level. I don't know why. I just had to pick a random A-level, right? To be able to stay in the sixth form um, and then do my GCSEs on the side. That's how it works, isn't it? So I did textiles and then the textiles was clashing with my maths, my mm. higher maths. So I had to be in foundation. Do you get it? Anyway, so I did a lot of self-teaching and then I had a teacher... Mr. Abdulaziz, I think his name was Miskin. Wallah, he was such a nice teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, like at lunch times or after school, we'd literally sit and just do maths homework all the time. My physics teacher as well, he used to let me as well stay after and do bare. Like, anyway. Um, yeah, and then ended up getting all A stars and A's. After just one year of putting my head down and studying. But that, that year was difficult because um, obviously I've got other siblings, like, you know, as as my siblings are getting older, the house is getting smaller. So I didn't have much space to do, you know, my work and stuff. So um, I was like between my mum's house and my nan's house because I needed that clarity, that space just to focus and stuff. So I used to go to my nan's house a lot. Um, and then, yeah, I think it got to, I got to about just after I think I finished my GCSEs. Um, me and my mum sat down and she, I used to fight with my sisters all the time. When I say fight, I mean like smash your head in the mirror. Oh, like damn. physical. Like if you, drag your, her mum was telling me the other day, like physical yeah, fight. Like proper, like sit on top of you and damn. like, yeah, we was like World War Three in that <laughs> house. Me and Ramesa mainly. Um, but yeah, because we're very, we're both hot-blooded and stuff. So um, yeah, fights, fights, fights. Mum, me and my mum sat down and she said, look, yeah, this ain't gonna work, is it? You need, I think you should move out. Now, my mum, she knows me because some people, a lot of people in the Moroccan community were like, like, your mum doesn't care about you. And then other people were like, how could you do that? Like, mm. isn't that haram? Isn't that bad? But it was a very positive thing. Um, and I wasn't kicked out. A lot of people think I was kicked out of the house. I wasn't. It was very much a mutual conversation. So, um, yeah, I, she sat me down and she was like, you know, like, obviously, you know, you need your space. And she knows I like space and she knows I'm mature. I was very mature. I was... At the age of 16, I probably was acting like I was 23. Like, I mean, you had a job from 13, so yeah. clearly you were matured at a very young age. Exactly. Mm. I, I, I knew responsibility. I know what paying bills is. I know what, like, how to handle money. I know, I knew the, the, like, what working for money is. I knew a lot of things. I obviously knew how to cook, clean, everything. So I was like, you know what? Yeah. So then I went, um, there was a transition period. I went to live with my nan for a little bit, um, up until I was about 17, I think it was. Um, yeah, 17, I officially moved out um i did approach the council i do want to say that and um i wasn't put into a council house i was put into a uh what are they called again housing, housing association. association yeah housing association which is it's not private and it's not council it's in between so it's a landlord you have a landlord but the landlord is a company but um you are eligible for like housing benefit or whatever and um, they can't just kick you out at any point you have to go to court it's not like a private landlord can give you like two months notice and say get out mm. With housing association, they have to give you notice. They have to give you a reason, right? Mm-hmm. And they have to. And normally, they take you to court to get you out. Yeah. Um, because they're backed by the council. Um, but you don't. You never own the house. It's not yours or anything like that. It literally does not belong to you. You have to give it back. Like unlike council houses, kind of become yours because mm-hmm. you get like a lot of people's council houses. I think they get like secured tenancies and stuff. You where can buy them for life. like a percentage. As yeah. Well, of like a big Cheaper discount. Yeah. 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 Whereas the housing associations normally you can't, you, you can't buy them. It, yeah. yeah. You can't even buy them. A lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, but before that I did live in a hostel for about six months. 
Um, it was a youth hostel, so it wasn't. What like age was that? About seventeen. This was all seventeen. Was like beginning of seventeen till like end of seventeen was like moving lots. Um, yeah, lived in a hostel for about six months, and yeah, it was a youth hostel. It was. Um, they used to like teach us how to cook. They used to take us on so many trips. I used to love it. <laughs> but um, I was caring for my nan at the time. So I used to stay there three nights a week because you mm. have to stay four out of seven nights. But I used to stay three nights in a hostel and then told them like, you know, I'm looking after my nan. Like, what do you want me to do? Mm. Um, and then they basically said that I'm intentionally homeless, which is when you leave the house, you leave your parents' house um, for like misbehaving and stuff mm -hmm. so that like I had you to run away yeah to, yeah i had to appeal that because they were that also like you're at your nan's house like, why can't you stay there and i had to appeal it was very sad i had to appeal it on the fact that my nan's terminal mm. and she was dying that like she only Lai had like Lai six Lai months Lai left Lai Lai Lai. Lai. Yeah, she only had six months left so i was like she's only got six months left like where am i gonna go mm. i can't go back to my mom's house it's not a safe environment for me mentally like i i don't get on with people there mm. i have fights it's put me in a bad position and um and then I had gone to the GP, I didn't even know this, allegedly gone to the GP when I was 13 and told them that like I'm suffering from suicidal thoughts. And I don't remember if I did or didn't, like I genuinely don't. Mm. I do remember when I got kicked out of school, I did speak to the GP and I was like, you know, am I bipolar? Is there something wrong with me? Because one of the teachers must have said, maybe you're bipolar. Mm. So I was like, am I bipolar? And I sat there and he offered me a book. He said, you should read the book. Anyway, <laughs> literally moved back in his chair like he was scared and he goes, and why don't you try and read this really <laughs> no, good book? No, wallah, and I just looked at him. But that's what kind of supported my case was that mm. I had been suffering from mental health problems from when I was a baby. And mm. then also 13 as I kind of came forward and I didn't get help. Mm. Anyway, yeah, how's whatever. So we got up to, yeah. Then I did my A-levels. Did my A-levels in physics, chemistry and math. Shout out to me. <laughs> um, very difficult, very time consuming. If anyone has done physics and maths, you know it ain't the one in it. There's like 32 mark questions, literally. Like, and you just sit there at the paper, like, where do I even start? Um, in my A2s was, so by the way, the timeline is all messed up because I did my, obviously, AS levels at 17. My A2s were at, no, I did my AS levels, yeah, at 17. And then my AS went, my A2s went into 18. I can't remember, but anyway. My nan died when I was 18. Allah Um And you had a really, really close connection with your really, nan. Really, so yeah. Like, she was like my second mum. Yeah, like so I you, grew up in her house. Yeah, you were like living with her, caring for her, spending yeah. a lot of time with her. Like that was literally like your second mum. Yeah. So that must have been really difficult for very, you. Very, very difficult because where I said last time, my mum would accommodate for me. Mm. A lot of the time that meant that she would leave me at my nan's house while mm. she, you know, goes and runs errands with my sisters or like takes my sisters to my aunties but me was with my nan I was very much mm. like me and my nan like even till the age of like 17 we'd like cuddle in bed like Aww. I'd hold her arm I know so and then um, yeah she my nan was very compassionate and very affectionate in terms of like physical touch whereas my mum isn't and obviously that's because of her own life like mm. there's, there's no such thing it's not a bad thing do you get it it's just my mum's like not very touchy-feely when it comes to like teenagers yeah, yeah. when you're a child obviously, obviously you know, yeah. when you get to a certain age my mum's like okay been too <laughs> yeah that's enough now <laughs> whereas my nan she was nothing Gigi come here oh, just oh. grab my leg she'd do that do you get it so yeah so my nan was very me and my nan were very 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 close um yeah, and then obviously I lived with her. So then, yeah, it was kind of like mourning my mum, but obviously my mum's alive. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, but it was just, yeah, it's a very difficult time. I remember being in my A2s and just like sitting there in maths and just crying because I couldn't That's, I That couldn't must have been cope. so hard. It was, but um, this goes back to irregulated 
emotions is when my nan actually died when I find out when I found out the day I found out mm. um I did not react like I was very yeah like are you crying no <laughs> no <laughs> Rah, don't cry <laughs> you know the whole time you were talking I was going this one don't cry don't <laughs> I can see your eyes cry. slowly no slowly. I was just thinking about how difficult it would have been for you it was fine look you get over things in it like um but it has impacted me a lot now because I didn't mourn. I don't think I mourned enough. Mm. Um, I went into it almost like a state of shock. And my whole family were like hysterical, mm. except for me and my mum. We were the only two people that weren't hysterical. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. I just want to write away this. No By the way, like, it was literally just me. What made me cry is because we speak about your nan all the time, but then you were saying how like you were doing your A-levels and then you were like, it was a really hard time. And I was just thinking of like little you going through so much and then on top of that having other stuff and that was what made me a bit upset but yeah life in it you know you um you not showing that much emotion and stuff like that do you think that has an effect on you like is, is it like almost like a bottle in 100% in the feelings 100% I'm gonna get to that now so mm. what happened was I had a what I know now is I had an out-of-body experience in it it's mm. like I just shut it down I said you know what shut down because I saw my family, my sisters, my aunties, everyone was upset, everyone was crying. So I just thought, okay, maybe now I have to stand up. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. me and my mum are very like that. We're very, almost have that that masculinity where like, we're like, okay, you know, like as a man, when you see your family that like, are starving, you're like, I'm going to go and find food. Yeah. So we saw like, like I saw my, my family like down and then me and my mum were just like, cool, it's our turn to step up now, innit? So I stepped up, I, you know, when people would come, obviously host them. Obviously everyone else did in the family. I'm not like saying mm. my family didn't mm. do anything. Yeah. But um, ended up washing my, my nan's body. Someone had to do it. Me and my mum, my auntie, no, me and my mum, my cousin and my sister did it. My sister and my cousin obviously broke down halfway through. So me and my mum had to like complete it, finish it off. The most traumatizing experience of my life, I would not recommend. I'm not going to lie. I do not recommend washing your loved ones. It's very scary because their body's there, but their soul isn't. It's really scary but because the only you don't thing connect is, with them. Sorry to interrupt them. you, just it's quickly okay. in case you forget. I spoke to a, a friend who did that for a loved one and she had a different experience. She mm. said it was really beautiful. So I think it depends on yourself because don't like what Jay said, take it with a grain of salt and like oh, I would yeah, say true, don't right. do something... Just because she said, no, don't do it. Um, like, think about yourself and your own... You know yourself, basically. Because yeah. you don't want to live your life and kind of regret not doing it. Or, yeah. But I think it's it's different for everyone. Like, me, personally, I don't think I could do it. Should yeah. we explain what it is for um, people that don't understand? Yeah, so um, when a person dies, you, in Islam, you have to wash their body. But you have to do it gently and in a way that's very humane. Um, because they can still feel it. Um, so normally people ask to have their family do it um, but there are people in the mosque that offer the service like you don't have to be there but a lot of people like to monitor just to make sure because with with a job if you do a job for a long time you can become a bit rough with yeah. things like mm. quickly whereas like when it's your loved one you're very careful you're very soft I'm not gonna say it wasn't a bad experience in terms of like what I saw like mm. that was all yeah, normal yeah. in it like it was my nan mashallah like she smelled of musk subhanallah oh, and she was like she was quite big but even when they buried her they were like she was very light mm. so that's Aww. good signs in it alhamdulillah and stuff so um the, it was just for me the emotional experience that was just like messed up like mm. I wish I didn't see because that's almost like the last image I have yeah. is like this body do you understand yeah. instead of like all the other images it kind of overrides it but yeah so you just wash them you clean their fingernails you pump their stomach you clean their body you just wipe down softly 
you comb their hair, do you understand? And then you wrap them up and stuff. Or so, yeah, like I personally, oh, yeah. with that being said, I personally, from knowing myself, and I'd like to ask you is what you think is, I don't think I could do that. Like mm. for anyone in my family, um, anyone, I couldn't do that. I don't think I could do it for my friends. Um, that's just me knowing myself and what I can deal with emotionally. But I think it just depends on yourself. Um, if you think you're able to, I think you could recognize that yourself. Would you think you'd be able to do that? Yeah, I think I would want to do it because there's a part of me that feels like I know where they're heading to um, and I kind of want to be present in that moment. I don't well, know. You whether don't know where they're heading to. No, that's the issue. not even like I know where they're heading to is in like the grave. Oh, okay. Do you know, I know what they're from what it says in our religion, what they're about to experience and all these things. So I don't know whether it offers any comfort or anything, but being part of that process, being able to make dua, give them their wash, do all that stuff, is almost like, I don't know, I just want to be there and, and help as much as possible. So if someone in my family did pass and they needed someone to do it, I'd want to. I do want to say, I feel like as a man, I, I don't know a lot at the minute, that's why like men are able to switch off emotions to an extent. Mm. Obviously, you lot still feel... But in a time of like emergency, you're able to just be like, you know what? There's better in this. Whereas us women, that's why maybe we're not allowed to go into the graveyard as much like and like sit there and stuff because we do get very emotional. Our, our emotions kind of take over. We don't know how to regulate it. But that's not saying everyone. There are some women that are different. There yeah. are some men that are yeah, different, yeah. isn't it? But as an overall, a man, like, yeah, yeah, what you're saying is you're, you're basically, you're able to say, okay, this is that person, I love them, but I'm looking at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas us women, we're like, no, I love You're them. You're focused on that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We can be a bit more we like... We feel, we feel. Not, not rational, separate. but I'm able to separate the yeah. emotions and think, okay, but I care about you this can rationally, important thing. Yeah, yeah, you think more rationally because mm. you can see And every time that you maybe do think about them or what you experience, you'll always think about that, which would take you out of that. Yeah, yeah. So, so for me, when I think of it, I, I would, obviously, I don't know. I've never been no, in that situation. So inshallah, I'm able to actually inshallah. do that. I know it will affect me a lot seeing them like that. But for me, it would be, instead of the memory of seeing their body, like without a soul and, and um, yeah, it would be more of the memory I'd think of. I was with them on that journey. Mm -hmm. You know that journey, like we all know what's going to happen. Like, our souls going to be above our bodies. They're going to see the world and for what it really is. And they'll be able to hear us knowing that I was there on that journey. Like, I don't know. It makes me feel like... I did something to help. No, it's true. Other. It's good. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I will say though, obviously, if it came to, and this is just the person I am, if it came to, there was no one else to do it, obviously I'd do it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, and I wouldn't resent anyone. Because like, I didn't resent my sisters. I didn't resent anybody in my family. Cause yeah. I, ju I just had to do it. Someone has to do it. But um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't volunteer myself. Again, yeah, Same yeah. way you're saying that like, you would, I wouldn't. I would not say I'll do it. Yeah, I yeah. want to do it. You'll step up if you need yeah. to. Yeah. If I have to, if no one else is capable, I know my emotions and I know I've been there. Mm -hmm. But what happened to me was, it's from that day I've been in an outer body experience and I've never come back. Really? Ever. Yeah. This that, is something that just I, gave me chills. Yeah. Like I've never been able to come back. Now, you might, a lot of people don't know what outer body experience is. Like I am not, almost in tune with my emotions. I don't feel, I, I haven't felt happiness for a very long time. And you know, the feeling of happiness, it's not laughing, it's not like joking. It's just like, when you're happy, you just, you're not, you don't have any worries. You're just like, oh, I'm happy. I've never had that. Like since my nan has died, I'll be dead ass honest with you lot. I've never ever experienced happiness since. Like joy, like actual, like physical, you know, your heart's fluttering, haven't. And the only emotions I feel is, anger and sadness but in extremes i feel it in extremes i don't feel like 
sad, oh, I'm sad. So it's just, I've switched off mentally constantly and I've never been able to come back from that. And um, yeah, that's why I fidget a lot and stuff. And um, yeah, and since then I've, I've had anxiety, panic attacks, and that's all because I chose in the moment, of course, like, it's not like it wasn't a choice. I felt it wasn't a conscious decision, but my body chose to switch off. And that's why it's very dangerous. I had, I wish, wallahi, that at that time I had gone to therapy and I had just got let out because even though I had episodes of crying, I had episodes of sadness. Why is Ayub crying? I'm looking at Ayub and I'm trying not to look at him because I know if I look at this one, I'm going to cry. No, and I'm the whole time it's talking, I'm like, I'm like don't cry, don't cry, don't listen, cry. I'm just going to look at the camera now. Guys, come on, man, listen. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I, I, I had episodes of crying and stuff, but I wish I had let it out. And this is, the, this is why mental health really matters. And this is why bereavement matters and, and, and therapy matters because your body is, is that all that negative energy, you're just letting it in, but you're not letting it out. You understand and it's very dangerous for you it's it could even cause cancer you know yeah stress. like stress can cause cancer of course bro. it can yeah and even um you know how people say you, you there's people out there that die of a broken heart like you can literally pass away and they say that the re they don't know a reason why but then something really sad or traumatic would have happened to them maybe a month before yeah so that's why and as i get older as well it's so important to look after yourself and take a breather and actually sit down and be in tune with your emotions because what you described is is kind of what I'm going to describe now but there are different levels different um, situations completely but I had a moment in my life in the last two years where when I describe it the way I describe it is something died inside of me on that day and what you've said seems similar to that and that's why like it's I I mean we're trying to figure it out together. <laughs> but what I've realized <laughs> is the, the best way, and for anyone watching this and for you, I mean, I'm not best with advice, but I'm saying from what I've found is really sitting down and understanding and accepting and embracing how you feel and embracing it. There's no shame in it. Sit down, this is how I feel and it's okay. And letting go of those emotions, like you said, because if you keep them in, that's when the problem's gonna, yeah, maybe not a month from now, two months from now, even a year, but it will get to a breaking point. And um, that's, like I said, what we're trying to figure out now. And it's just about getting through life and figuring it out. And, you know, the happiness thing is more yeah. like this world. And I know this is very cliche again, but it's like, if you're missing, if you're not missing watching this, I really apologize, but we, we don't believe we will really find happiness in this world. And, it's like they say a prison, the dunya the is a believer. prison for the believer. And I, I feel that and I've accepted that, I think. Mm. I think, a lot I think of accepting have... that helps you get through life because then you yeah. know we're not meant to be happy here. This isn't for us to settle in and be like, we're going to be the happiest we can ever be. Like we're here and for a reason, it's a test and inshallah we're able to make it to It's about, um, I think for you as well, and for all of us actually, I've found that the happiness comes in um, impacting a many, as many people yeah, as you can along the way. Mm. So that's why I think you put a lot into making Maybe. other people happy and fixing their lives. And I think that may not bring you happiness, but I do think it brings you a sense of joy. Yeah. So that's what I found with the podcast, with your social media, with your friends and with us. Like we just, nothing brings us happiness, but helping people and speaking to people and making people happy is what does. And that's why we do it mm. as well. I think um, for me, I found two things which I, you would agree with as well. 
is obviously helping other people. But like when I think of back to the moments where I'm like truly happy or moments where I really like, I think back and even thinking about the moment, I feel joy in my heart and happiness. It's always been moments with family, yeah. moments with like friends, like the moments where we've just been us. You know how we have the thing where everyone just sits in the kitchen, me, yeah, and you, our uncles and thing, and we'll all just sit there and roast each other. We'll bust jokes, blah, 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 and then we'll all go our separate ways. But their moments are like the best moments. Yeah. And like, that's why I always like, I kind of put myself in that mindset of although I'm trying to chase all these dreams and do these things like we're so submerged yeah I want to like focus on creating time for family because I feel like imagine you're chasing something and you don't give time to your family but yeah. that's the only time you're ever feeling real anything to make you and feel joy you know what's mad we say this years ago maybe even five years ago like you know what I need to focus on family it's like bro five years have gone past and I'm so submerged in my own brain and my life mm. but I'm the end goal for me is so that I can spend time with my family yeah, but, <laughs> but along the way and my friends of course along the way all I'm doing is not doing that yeah. if that makes sense and most of us don't get to, to that end goal because that's something that in my head I will always say as well like you have in life I have goals and, and somewhere that I want to get and what I'm trying to achieve. But there's a part of me that's happy to die knowing that I was working towards that goal yeah. every day because the journey, like for example, what Russ says, not to quote him in this, but he says the journey is everything. So actually being on the journey, the is, journey what is, is nice. Yeah. But how am I going to enjoy life if on that journey, I'm just so focused on that goal and not taking time for my family and all these different people? Yeah, like, but I agree. I will say, do you see that feeling? It's going to sound bad, isn't it? No, that feeling with your about. family and friends, I don't get Mm genuinely like have you ever felt lonely in a room full of people that's like constant how i feel and i feel like it's bad because my family get upset yeah like and nisra knows this as well like my mum will call and say yeah you know we want to come and then i sit and i think why do i mm. why do you want to be around me like what do mm. i offer you do you get it because mm. i don't get that feeling from anybody and literally it's weird it's very scary it's, it's not weird it's horrible and also my family are like we're very we're a very tight-knit family where we show love in different ways. So we don't like sit there, I love you, but we show, we're like cutthroat, I will die for you. Yeah, yeah. Like, n like no matter what, loyalty to the bone. So when we're together, there's a lot of like, everybody has something they're going through, do you understand? So then it becomes overwhelming and stuff. And, and my sisters say to me all the time, you've changed. And obviously anyone who used to follow Just the Hijabis knows like even our videos have changed and our dynamic has changed. And it's just my personality. I don't know what's going on. And I, I wish I wish I could get that feeling from being around my sisters as much. Like, is it Ayn? I don't know. I do want to say as well, I'm glad that you've said that because there might have been people watching this now that heard Ayub saying that and me being like, yeah, family. And then they do feel how you feel. And it might, might have made, I don't know, even if it's one or two, three three people feel what you just said like it's weird is there something wrong with me no it's not yeah. there's nothing wrong with you it's okay it's just about understanding it and figuring out what it was what it is and not every family or everyone is the same but with you i think it's like you love your family and your family Obviously. are amazing Allahumma barik. but you're just mm -hmm. saying you find it hard to connect on that level and that's okay and you you know that right like yeah. that's okay yeah, i know i did connect with someone um, but obviously that didn't work out. That was the only kind of thing that I connected to and felt happy in the moments. Like there's like, I felt comfort and stuff, but obviously that was a relationship. Yeah. But, um, it didn't work out. And that's the only kind of, I would say the only kind of love that's made me happy. Do you get it? But when she says relationship guys, before people start like thinking, you know what I mean? She was engaged. So it was like a, to be married relationship. Don't do it. Mm. <laughs> so it wasn't like a, yeah, I'm a boyfriend of like four years. No, she was engaged <laughs> to get married. Yeah, yeah and didn't work wanna... out. There was a point, obviously, like I said, there was a person and a point where I felt 
that connection. But yeah, things happen in it. Life happens. Um, I do want to say though, I hope now everyone can see why I am the way I am. Very, like nothing gets to me. Like all the hate comments. I don't care, bro. I've been through enough. Do you mm. get it? I don't. I genuinely don't care what people think about me. And I, it's not confidence. You know, people are like, oh, you're so confident. It's not. I just don't care. It's mm. like okay. And then, like, do you know what I mean? Like when, like you said, when something dies inside of you. It almost like, you know, it changes your perspective of life. You're like, I agree. Like you, I went through a stage where, um, not to make it about myself. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're right. Um, similar to that, where something so bad happened to me, and then I noticed that when people or humans would do like evil things, it got to a point where I'd feel nothing. So yeah. now, so now, like obviously, certain things get to me when it's a lot overwhelming. But now, like people would do things that if they'd done it to me three years ago it would have set me off and I'm just like yeah that's kind of human beings for you mm. so it's more of a thing where and it's sad it's sad that human beings have to get used to the pain and used to bad things it is sad um it's kind of weird because like a lot of things I think can change your perspective on life and doesn't always have to be something negative so for me um I always think back to when I first started getting on Dean properly and like for me that was such a pivotal point in my life because it's changed changed me as a person like completely with my mindset, how I think of, of everything. And um, I just remember that in that time, it was when my, my Iman was obviously the highest it's ever been. Like it was, I was the most connected, the most like just into everything that I remember. We were going through so much stress as a family. It was a time that a lot of stuff happened to us in our family. Like things that were just like, you would have never thought could even happen were yeah. happening. And I was so like, cause I was just started getting into my dinner and everything. I was like, oh, we're all going to die one day anyway. But it wasn't in a negative way. I was like, this stuff doesn't even matter. I'm going to, like I had still in that, in my heart, that fear of what's going to happen to me when I die that I didn't care. Every time something bad happened, I was like, I actually don't care because I'm going to die and I'm scared of where I'm going to go. So I was just focused on my din and I miss being in that situation. I didn't care about worldly things. I was like, I don't care. I'm going to die one day. I want to focus on that. That's a beautiful thing. It was one of the best like times in my life because I felt so like, unbothered other than about my din and i wish i could be at that higher level Shut again up. like obviously it fluctuates and but sometimes i feel like i'm kind of trapped by the dunya like where i get attached to things i'm trying to like detach from social media from this type of stuff that's but yeah. why i say that when you really like for you guys everyone goes through stress whatever it is you're dealing with right now and you and you when you really the thing that helps me is when you really say why am I stressing when Allah is in control of everything? Mm. When you really say that and you say, even if it's a human being that's stressing you out or whether you're getting bullied or harassed or anything and you think to yourself, Allah is control and Allah is only allow, they will own, anyone will only harm me. No one will harm me, sorry, without Allah allowing them to. So let me go straight to the source and put my trust in him. And that's the thing that gets you out of that. And that's yeah. something I would really recommend you guys doing because it's helped me a lot. And, that's really like nice that you explain that because I remember and it's so nice to see as well. Like it's, it's a beautiful thing to see. And one of the things that does give me happiness because I remember there was times when we were like younger, like a lot younger, maybe like 15, 16, where my mum would be like screaming up the stairs. If you don't pray, then get out of my house. Mm. If you're not praying in my house, then leave. Like you're not allowed to be here. Like mm. obviously in a loving way, she didn't actually mean it, but yeah. she was trying to show us the extent of like you're not gonna live in this house and not pray. Mm. And now it's like to see it is really, really beautiful. I'm not gonna lie. Allahumma barik. May Allah Allahumma make barik. it easy for you and everyone mm. watching and, everyone, and yeah. bring us closer. But that's why like leading from what you said about the dunya being a prison for the believer, 
and what you said about the dean that's why in the time where we're struggling and when we're being tested you just need to see it as you're being tested Allah's trying to bring you closer to him do you understand mm. because if we all lived a great life and we were so consumed we don't care bro respectfully how many of us when we're having a good day go and do you know what I mean sujood shukr do you know what I mean how many times do we go alhamdulillah like obviously a lot of us do say alhamdulillah but to what extent are you saying alhamdulillah let's say you you just got a, a banging job do you know what I mean that you've been praying for you've been wanting how often are you praying to Hajjud, you know, trying to thank Allah? How often are you doing khair? Do you get it? You just, you, you get lost in it. So Allah has to bring you back to reality. And maybe Allah is trying to test us, test us, so that we can hate the dunya. We hate it. Mm. I don't want to be here. I hate it. I just want to dedicate my life to being a good Muslim. And then in the akhirah, get what I, what I need. Do you get it? And this is why you're being tested again and again and again and again. Because Allah's trying to show you almost Allah a minute. Allah may be trying to show you that... This life is just gonna hurt you. Mm. Don't don't mm. don't put your put your trust in it. Like even your job, you think that you're getting paid by your by your boss. You're not. You're getting paid by Allah. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Like you might have a bad month, and I've seen this firsthand. Yeah, I would like me and my mum stopped talking for like a week. Whatever, childish. Isn't it? <laughs> um, and um, I was struggling in it financially. Like it was bad. Like but it was random financial struggle. Like it, it wasn't even. Do you know what I mean? Part of the plan. Like, I have the same job, but it was just... And then, you know, I'm, I literally called my mum and I apologised. And, you know, I said, I'm sorry, this and that. The next week, bro, we were up. Yeah, Do you get it? And I said, what? Literally, because Allah is a razak. And if you sit down and you say, like, you know what? Allah's going to bring me risk. Obviously, you don't have to move around. You can't just yeah. sit there. Allah's going to bring yeah. me risk. Yeah. But if you're, you're doing your best and then you're saying, Allah's going to bring me risk. Allah's going to bring me what's meant for me. And whatever's not meant for you, it's just not meant for you in that exact time. Like, you remember you were saying, I think you said it one time when you are live or something, that um, Allah uh, doesn't just answer your dua straight away. Sometimes he answers it. He never answers no. Sometimes he answers it as not now, not in this life. Or, I've um, got something better for you. Yeah, yeah, or I've got something better for and you. And either way, it's, it's a win-win. Yeah, it's yeah. never no. It's Guys, just not now. Sorry to jump in, but on that note, they say that when you get to the day of judgment, you'll wish none of your du'as ever got answered. Everything that you've ever got and you're so happy that Allah answered it, you wish it wouldn't because of how much reward there is on that day. You would look and be like, I wish everything I ever asked will never got answered because there's no, the so most, much reward. The most few, I'm going to hit him with it, Jay. Jay, when no, was it when 1,000 people in the room? <laughs> this reading, there's this, always that one. So this reading, this hadith. <laughs> so this is my favorite hadith. I might have said it on the podcast. Maybe. I forgot, but Definitely. I'm going to say it again because this is my favorite hadith that brings me so much peace and comfort anytime I'm struggling. So, and I hope it does the same for you and you and everyone listening. It said that when the Prophet, peace be upon him, said that when we see the reward for those that were tested in this life, mm -hmm. whether that's depression, anything you're going through that is you're struggling with, anything, then the people who weren't tested are gonna wish they could go back to this life and have their skin cut up. Mm. So the people who weren't tested in the afterlife, when they see the reward of the people who were tested and had struggles, they're gonna wish that they could come back to this life and literally not only just go through what we go through, what you guys go through, have their actual skin cut off. Yeah. And to me, does that not make yeah. you think like, that's thank you Allah for everything? Yeah, that's, what, uh, that's one of the things that like, it just warms your heart to hear because I know for a fact that you guys have been through all this stress. We've all been through stress. But on that day, you'll be like, take me back and give me even more. Like, that's how much... Because you'll see the reward that you're going to get for all the things you've been through. And you'll be like, 
put me back, but double it, times it by 100, just because yeah. of how much reward you know you'll get. Yeah, 100%. Mm. What was I going to say to you? Um, I'll just wrap it to the point Let's where wrap I this up. I yeah. don't know why I'm emotional. <laughs> I think my period's <laughs> coming. Definitely. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, anyway, let me quickly run through. Went uni a couple times, didn't like it. No, 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 honestly. <laughs> did mechanical engineering, didn't like it. Did nursing, didn't like it. Did teaching, didn't like it. Whatever lockdown happened, I started TikTok. And yeah, it went off. Obviously, I was already doing YouTube. I was already like, I already had followers and stuff, but... I dedicated it to TikTok and yeah, been doing TikTok since. And I will say that some people <laughs> uh, might have times where they don't like doing social media and stuff. She looked at I, And I looked at her. <laughs> no, so I heard you lots of conversation earlier. Um, but I love it because I'm not going to lie. I don't think I will quit social media anytime soon because it is, it's the one thing in my life that I feel like I've done right. It's the one thing that I feel like I, I feel like I was born to do social media. You know, that you have to have a certain personality, a certain skin, a certain, you know, trauma experience to be able to deal with the shit on social media. Because, sorry, I don't know if I can swear. People are horrible on social media, bro. But they're just as nice. Mm. They're horrible and they're lovely. It's you know too what I mean? extreme. I yeah. said it on live the other day because I kind of go through stages where I'm like, I can't deal with this. It's not worth it. And then I think of my followers, sadly relatable family, even the people that comment, view my life. And I'm like, wait, no, they are worth it. Yeah. So for, for me, it's so annoying, like going up and down, because some days it's worth it and some days I'm like, nah, it's too much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, our perspectives are so different. Because for me, when, like, we had that conversation earlier on and I was saying what I was saying, but mine, like, I love social media, I love content creating, I love doing all these things. And I, I, f I feel the same. Like, maybe it's not in, I do like doing comedy stuff, but maybe it's not exactly the, the same as what you put out. But I love creating content, I love being able to be in front of a camera, be me, do what I want to do. But for me, my struggles are not comments or people. My struggles is that, because I'm on this journey and when I put so much effort into something, it doesn't perform the way I want it to perform. And you do get lost in the numbers and, oh, there's comparison. this. or Yeah, comparison. Oh, they're doing this and they've made it here and I'm still stuck here. It is a mental toll. And I know people, oh, you shouldn't care about numbers, but when it's your career and what you're trying to do, it can take a lot out of you, especially if someone who overthinks, someone who's got anxiety of the future, someone who's got these things. A lot of the stuff I'm doing, I'll put effort in and then it doesn't work out. And I'm like, oh, I question myself, should I be doing this? Should I not be doing this? And then it's doing good. And I'm like, oh yeah, I love this. Let's keep going. That's like this this wave of stress. 100%. It's like seeing your hard work pay off. Mm. Yeah, going off like what you say, and I say this all the time, like everyone knows I say this, is a lot of the time people don't, the right people don't get the right recognition, mm. right? Like for example, even myself, I personally believe I should be way over a million followers in it because of the amount of people who know me, the amount of people who've watched my stuff. Like I've had people ask Lucid in my face that are like, oh my God, I love you, da, da, da. And I'm like, is it? Yeah, like, and then they're like, okay, I'm gonna follow you now. I'm like, <laughs> what? They're like, yeah, I watched every single of your videos. You're my favorite, this and that. I'm gonna follow you now. What? What yeah, do you mean? That's funny. I have big boy influencers, big boy YouTube like stars that watch my stuff but don't follow me, don't like, don't interact. Do you get mm. it? Like I might speak to you behind the scenes, I might big me up behind the scenes, but and a lot of people in the UK know who I am because of the whatever the go back to Ramadan video mm. and you know even in Morocco, that's do you funny. remember how pe how many people came up to me and stuff like that? Like so I should be on way more. But then I sit down and I say to myself, Wallah, and I know in times of weakness I don't say this to myself, but mm. majority of the time I say to myself, I'm not the problem. Yeah? I'm not <laughs> who the you problem. Don't no, you don't follow, follow me. me. <laughs> no, no, I'm not the problem. 
if people don't want to see me do well and they don't want to follow the journey, they don't want to support me because of, I don't know, maybe they're scared I'm going to do better than them. I'm not going to lie. That's the majority of the time what I think. <laughs> or because, you know, they just, they're not that kind of person that supports or whatever. That's their problem. I'm not the issue. I'm making my content. If my video gets 10K likes or if it gets 100K likes, mm. that's still my content. Some people have enjoyed that. Femtini, yeah. like I understand sometimes I sit there and I say, oh man, it did so bad. But then you've got to understand that number one, TikTok is all about algorithm in it and YouTube and all this stuff. It's all like algorithm and where you fall in and it's very much a chance do you know what i mean doesn't mean that your content isn't good yeah and i know that and you know what it's weird because with tiktok the less um effort you put in the better it does do, um, to so every, annoying. every video where i've gone i don't care about the results i've just done yeah. it quickly posted it i'm talking about 70 percent of those videos yeah. have hit over a million do views you remember that day when we went out and then i i did the video of the moroccan auntie yeah you just put it on the Bro, side that went viral mate i didn't even say anything but then the ones where I'm sitting there, sorry, the ones where I'm sitting there and I'm translating, this is yeah. like they don't do as well. But it's just, it is what but it that's is. That's why they say to post your drafts. Because I post, I'll literally pick up my camera, fit, just say something for 30 seconds. Yeah, why did I have a dream that this, over a million views? And then random. I spent three hours filming a video the other day. What, like, what, 5,000 likes? Mm. So that it can, and I know this you know might sound crazy? pathetic to some people. Sorry, let me just yeah, quickly sorry. say this. This might sound pathetic to you guys because I don't know who's watching this that is a content creator, but this is why I say, and it sounds pathetic even when you say it out loud, bro, views and your progression and like how people are supporting you and how well your content's doing can affect your mental health. Obviously. And it sounds crazy, but it can, and it can, it can determine whether you're in a good mood that week or in a bad mood. Can I be honest? I've, I deal with that a lot and I always feel ashamed to ever... That's why I don't try to bring it up because I, like I feel like it's almost like, oh, what, will you letting this type of thing no, um, you affect you? But it affects me a lot, man. You shouldn't let people gaslight you. Yeah. There's an out there, I think, in the bigger picture. Like, I, I feel like people would assume that. Like, why Should are you going to care about what? that? For example, let's say you work in an office, yeah? yeah. Let's, let's use... I don't know if it's even, this is a good analogy. And every week your boss is like, oh, big up, da da da, he's doing a great job and big up this person. But they never mention you because you're just the, you're just yeah. that bit off the target. Or like every yeah. month, people, everyone's got an employee of the month at least once yeah. and you're there for and years, you never like got this. it. Yeah, but yeah. you're putting in hard, yeah. hard work. It's the same thing because when brands, this is what people don't understand, look at, Content creators, they do that where graphs, they're like, oh, but we worked with blah, 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 and they got a million views on their video and you only got 10K, so therefore this and that, and we're only going to pay you this much. Yeah. And you do see that. And then as well, like you naturally do that to yourself. You compare yourself a lot. But obviously it's, like you said, it's a mental thing. It's not something that you're choosing to do. Mm. But if you can, just try to let go of any sort of um, expectations. Yeah. Because it's an algorithm, bro. Yeah. It, you, like even if you do a video today and it just helps three people, or inspires two people out of millions of millions of people on the app. You've done your part to yeah. get it. Um, what's crazy for me is I've I've worked on it a lot more. Like I've gotten a lot better with it. Like before I'd post, it did crap and it ruined my whole evening. Now like maybe an hour or two, I'll be a bit stressed now. And, and I'm like, ah, do you know what? We, we move on to the next, we move mm. on to the next. But one thing that has like helped me is that this thing that I always think of. And it was mainly because of like, you know, Russ, I know I've brought him up the second I've brought him on this podcast, but he has, a, I, I really enjoy his mindset and he talks about a lot about his journey of like success where he went through the same thing, posting music, nothing was working for him and then eventually it did. I always just think this is part of my story. Yeah. Like I can't wait until something happens and I'm like, do you know what? And I can give someone motivation and tell them I was posting every single day. I got like nothing, no one was viewing <laughs> anything. It was like a small amount of people and then now I'm here. So I always, that's but what motivates me. I'm always like, yeah, I'm going to get to that point where I can say, 
I went through stress and I was this stuck here, but I made it through. With you, I have a few things to say, but with you, I feel like it's the bigger picture as well. Like yeah. you're, you're thinking like, oh yeah, views, um, my content, my effort, but I think maybe it might apply to other things in life or maybe there's like a bigger picture or something behind it that you don't subconsciously know mm. just yet. Yeah. Like maybe you might need to dive deeper into why, do you get it? But I understand why, because we all have it. Yeah. But another thing I was going to say is, damn, I forgot. Oh, it was really important as well. That's your, you sound like you're Oh, no, I was going to say, so... um two things this is why i know it might sound a bit crazy to you guys watching but if you see um a content creator's videos and even if you don't like it like save the video comment share it with your friend that helps so much and also yeah if you care about that stuff obviously to, then they're just gonna do it to every content creator no they no, no on the TikTok. ones that you like guys i'm saying the ones that you like support us <laughs> and also i was gonna say and also shout out to the people that is because sometimes your video will do bad but there'll be 11 comments in there shout out to you, you know guys. what like that's what i was gonna say that's why i've always i love side of labor and i love the people that i've got that like they'll just comment and support and i recently started this thing called project 50 where i'm posting every day um a mini vlog of my day and like, inshallah that, one of them's gonna blow inshallah, inshallah. But that's been the most i'll be honest this has been the most trying for me mentally because what happens is normally if i post a video it doesn't do well i'll wait a few days the algorithm kind of sorts itself i post it and then something goes big but now i'm forcing myself to post it doesn't do well and i have to be like accept it post the next yeah. one and it's kind of hard now we want to see it we but like it people mm. are recently one positive thing that has been like a lot of helped me a lot is this the first time I've been getting, oh, your work recently has been amazing. Your your content has been amazing recently. Oh, you've put so much effort. Like Aww. you've leveled up. This is so good. Someone goes, I've been loving these series, seeing the effort you're putting in. And it, it kind of like, although I'm like, nothing's happening. I feel like I'm slowly building something and people are seeing the effort I'm putting in. If, yeah. Even though it's a small amount of people. Even like the video you did where you replied to someone on where you put your camera in the yeah, car. Yeah. Like you could have helped someone. Do you get it? Like yeah, yeah. a new photographer or videographer that's just come up and you're helping them because you might not appeal to like a lot of audiences, but you appeal to your audiences. Yeah. Do you get it? And just because something's not viral doesn't mean it's not been seen. That's another thing. Your your likes doesn't mean it's not been seen. Do you get well, it? had an impact. Yeah. yeah. And and as well, the algorithm might push it next week. You never know. Do you mm. get it? But I do want to say what Nishan said. <laughs> <laughs> me and my mental health diagnosis maybe it might be something like you you don't feel appreciated your whole life maybe i don't know you maybe mm. look into it that that's what it sounds like it sounds like it's appreciation like no one really says hey yo, we're proud of you you know pat yeah. on the back maybe that's, that's what so you're missing weird. You know, nah so he weird. did get that his whole no, life no man. no no there's, there's a difference let him tell his story nah, no <laughs> that. he got that his whole i didn't get that i'm joking no. well that's so weird that you say that because i find myself i find myself wanting that in everything i do even yesterday I was playing Call of Duty, I won the game for us and no one, no one said to me, oh, that was sick, well, I've gotten better. <laughs> well, like, and I'm there like, oh, is anyone guessed that I did that good? And they're like, yeah, yeah, but I, I see myself wanting more. I go, I've recently been boxing, yeah, I do mm. boxing. And I, 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 at the start, I was getting a lot of praise because obviously they felt like I was very much advanced for just starting and stuff like that. And obviously over time, they're going to get used to you. Okay, you're advanced, you're good. But as soon as I stop hearing that reassurance of, oh, well done, you did good today, I'll start questioning yeah. myself. You're an overthinker though. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. And also, I feel like um, maybe Allahu A'lam, innit? Like maybe where you was growing up, you might have been in the shadows. Yeah, it was, I was always bullied. I was always, they used to be no, like, oh, you're tag along. Yeah. And then I'd always have to, I was never. I'm talking about in the family though. Like oh, maybe no, mine's not family. I don't think mine's family. Okay. Mine's more my school. <laughs> he <laughs> was, was the token yeah, I was going, child. I was going but child that's what I'm home. saying though. But look, when you're not, when you're not like, when you're not the main attention as a child, as in negatively, sometimes you you try to overcompensate to make sure that you're always being good because you can't fill up, you you yeah, can't yeah, have the opportunity to be bad because everyone else is struggling yeah, in the family. Do you get it? I felt like that. That's a first child way, syndrome. I, I felt like that uh, with mental health. Mm. 
for ages I didn't accept that I had anxiety and I would push it away because I felt like I was the only one in family who was yeah, okay. Sorry, that reminded my sister. Yeah, um, I was the only one that was not telling people that I was struggling with stuff and I, I felt like I had to be the one person in the family who wasn't dealing with things and it messed me up so much because... And, and it just took me ages to even accept that I had anything wrong with me. I think maybe being a golden child has had an effect on this on you. Because maybe you've just been good all the time. Yeah. And you've always been good. So you might not... Set yourself standards. Yeah. So maybe when you do reach certain goals or whatever, whether that was in your life or whatever, you didn't get as much praise as someone who was bad and then they'd done good. Yeah. Like, oh, well done, you've done this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Maybe, yeah, that can see that. But Most of my trauma comes from school, Also, if you were celebrated as a child and then you're no longer celebrated, yeah, you kind yeah. of, you're like, hold on a minute. That's where's the, what it is. Where's the audience? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, hello. <laughs> that's Maybe. so true. Look, everything, that's what I'm saying. Mental health <laughs> is everything. And it's not, it's not like an illness or anything, but the way you was brought up and certain things remember like go into your character and how you are as an adult mm. really like that's why I feel like sometimes you do need to sit down and say to yourself you know why do I have this feeling yeah. is it because of that and this go back to the labeling thing not mm. to give yourself labels but to understand why you are a certain way why you feel certain things you understand and yeah. maybe maybe if you I don't know low Ellen, if you go back and reflect and be like okay look I don't always need praise mm. you know sometimes my works you know doesn't need this and doesn't need that and we maybe we all need to do that because obviously I suffer from that as well mm -hmm. do you get it and um yeah look into that yeah um it's crazy because I do get a mixture of that a lot of the stuff that happened to me in school as well like I think it has shaped my personality in the way I am with like wanting acceptance or wanting people to see what I'm doing and think it's good and stuff like that because I like always seeking get, validation yeah seeking validation and stuff like that and um also there's a sense of there's a sense of because I've always been especially in social environments I felt like I was always like the person that wasn't wanted there or wasn't needed like in school they always call me a tagalong or not want to chill with me or anything so I went where through, are they I want to beat them up <laughs> so I went through a lot of that so there was almost that what's it, imposter syndrome that there was times when my videos were blowing up and people were messaging me and wanting to be around me that I felt like I felt like I shouldn't be in this position. I was like, oh, maybe it wasn't that good. Like, I, I don't know. I just felt like I wasn't, I wasn't actually good. I'm, it's, I'm faking it to the world. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, sometimes, I get imposter sometimes I'll make a video. So I'll make like a video in that, a videography video. And this is why when I started my production company, I wouldn't take on a lot of jobs. When I videos blew up on the, I made a drink video. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. When it blew up, I did two. I got so many companies hit me up to do it, but I was so scared that I wasn't actually good and I just got away with that one video that I wouldn't be able to do it for them and, and I just didn't so reply. And you are so good, like, wow. especially at what you do. Yeah. Like, but again, I feel like that's 100% I agree with that, as in, like, I think that is something you deal with. But another thing is, I feel like that's something as well you need to look into. When I said to you, it's like your subconscious mind is a bigger picture because even, like, and I think you as well, I think we all have this. I don't know about you guys, but like Imagine people just watching that. These guys are messed up yeah, when yeah. anyone's going. Like I will Well, it's uh, called sadly relatable. Yeah, yeah, true. I will achieve certain things in my life and my career and then people around me be like, That's really good, you know. I'm like, Oh Same, I don't have to take a compliment, okay. you know that, innit? No, I'm just kinda like, is it? Yeah, I can't enjoy yeah. what is that like there's been big moments in my life and I'm just like, okay. That no. happened to me with two things, Colt Beauty and no Colt Beauty to be fair, I cried on live. That's how because it was a big thing for me. Oh. Like, yeah. As a 13-year-old, I would have, like, yeah, died that, to get, yeah. yeah. But Charlotte Tilbury, when I worked with Charlotte Tilbury's team, yeah, like, everyone was like, oh, my God, it's so big. And I'm like, yeah, I guess. 
And now when people say to me, what's the best part of your career? I would say it was working with Charlotte Tilbury because for me, that was a big thing. Do you get yeah. it? Like it's just little me with all my trauma and my mm. effed up childhood. And then it's yeah. like, now I get to work with Charlotte Tilbury and I was the only hijabi there. Do you get it? So it's like, yeah. So it was like a big thing. It was a big thing. And then, but in the moment, everyone was like, yeah, it's really good. And I was like, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, it's all right. I mean, yeah, it's good. You don't yeah. know how to but like yeah. say to yourself, like, this is a big moment, you know? Yeah. But yeah, that's why I say imposter syndrome's like, damn, every syndrome, just give it to us. <laughs> Isn't it? I love it all. I, don't even, I haven't even touched on my physical okay. disabilities. That's enough slices. <laughs> Oh my God, if I start yeah. my physical disability, you're going to be like, listen, throw that's it in the That's slices. But yeah, that's it. That's where... Um, Laugh at my <laughs> That's enough slices. You guys just see that video, right? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we should like, have you on again. Part three? I feel like we're not done. Imagine she starts to be part of the podcast every episode. In it. All of a sudden, now, they're like, right, look, you guys, get rid of her. No, I feel like, um, yeah, that's just my life. And I do want people to understand that obviously the reason why we did this is to make people see me in a different light i want people to understand that i'm not this really tough guy that can deal with everything i have to put on that persona as really i'm going to be real with you lot i have to be tough because my heart is i really genuinely think my heart is pure and i can't have people in my heart do you understand if people knew what i'm actually like people would take the mick out of me like for example hate comments the way I handle hate comments is different to most influencers, isn't it? When people write hate on my videos, I could sit there and be like, oh my God, you guys are being mean, or why would you say that about me? But then that's me allowing them to know that that's affected me. So instead I say, you know what? You can get out of my face. If you don't like it, keep scrolling. I don't care about your opinion. Then they're like, oh, right, sure, she doesn't care about that. So what else should we try? They get mm. in there like, what else can we try? When they call me fat, I'm like, okay, I'm fat. And then, do you know what I mean? Say something different. Showing that you're affected, I've realised, yeah. makes it worse. Because there's been times as well, where I've noticed that when I don't give it any attention, they get bored. Well, there's, That's exactly there's a what few happened. accounts that haven't got bored, but it's okay, obsession. But when, I, when I'm when i like, oh my God, no, oh, that's not nice. That's when they're like, oh. That's what I'm saying to you. They get through up. She noticed me. Yeah. She let me say something else. Let me do something else. But to ignore them. That's what I've been trying get to get. That's what I've been trying to get into your head. And yeah, you're, you're seeing it now. Not, yeah. I've, I've seen that loads. Like people on Twitter, I remember they were like message a big uh, YouTuber and be like, I hate you, you're piece of this, this, other. And then the person will, will reply like, oh, you, don't you have a better thing to do in your life? And they'll be like, oh my God, I love you so much. I didn't think you'd see it. I just wanted you to reply. Weird. I've <laughs> had that before, you know. I've had that before. Someone, yeah, I've seen bare DMs that like, people was like, oh, I love you, da, da, da. and then underneath we'll be like, you're such a horrible cow. And then I'm like, what? And then I literally scroll up and I'm like, but you was a minute ago, you, I'm like, whatever. But that's what, I'm sorry, yeah, and that's why I feel like social media for me is such a good thing because I can deal with it mm. because I genuinely don't care what anyone thinks, yeah? And it's not because I'm a horrible person and I'm not this tough guy. I just... I, you're not worth my time. You're not worth my while. And the minute and social media is a horrible place, bro. You lot that are not like you lot that are on social media might see it, but you when you're a content creator, you see a different side and you see how toxic people are in this whole bullying culture of like trying to you know fight an evil with an evil. It doesn't work out. And like for example, like Haley and Selena, people are bullying Haley. Do you get it? Like it, it's not gonna fix the situation. Do you understand? So it's a very toxic place. And the minute you can just take yourself out of it and be like, look. These are human beings. Of course, they're entitled to their opinion, but it doesn't define me. I'm not the problem. Unless you've obviously done something that like is on a massive scale or issue in that. Um, but even then, there's ways to correct it. But don't sit there and like be Another consumed by is, people's comments because they're just bored. Another end of the spectrum, Problems. though. Like, look, I'm sure there's a lot of people in here that have sent a hate comment and you probably, maybe you actively are to someone else, to us, whatever. But 
are you not scared of God? Like, do you think that just because it's behind the phone that on judgment day, God's going to say, oh, no, it's fine. You're on a fake account. Like one day you and that person that you are bullying or trolling or speaking about or backbiting, whether it's freaking Selena or someone, an influencer in your area, you're going to be stood in front of God one day. But not not just God, sorry, because bare people don't pray. Yeah, So like, I'll be honest with you in it. A lot of people don't pray. So we can't even come on a, the God thing realistically as well do you have nothing better to do <laughs> you're sitting there no think about it you're not rich you're not rich you don't have free time do you get it imagine there was Sleep a rich guy rich, who's got it? everything he wants but he just likes to and he prays do you know what i mean like sitting there you're sitting there you're talking on someone else's life i think you're, you're the lowest your opinion if you do that sort of stuff i'll be honest with you you're jobless i think you're the lowest of lowest human beings and i but but with that being said i think it can change like i think you can actively wake up and be like you know what, what i've been doing isn't good and become and a better person with the people that they go on a fake account and like i can't the concept i can't yeah, even comprehend brain. it and then the last thing is as well like you know how you said when you do good you get your heart opens and you feel happiness. The same thing when you're writing hate. I don't know if you realize it or not, but your heart starts to close off slowly, slowly, slowly. It gets, mm. Your your heart starts to turn black and, and you know, dry and it, it just shrivels up like that. And over time, it's going to get to you and you're going to be in a rut, bro. Just let bygones be bygones. Leave people to it. Trust me, wallahi, it will make your heart better. You're sitting there talking and this is not just for the Muslims, obviously, for the non-Muslims as well. I'm sure you feel it. When you say something bad, when you get all riled up over some random person that you don't even know, it's going to affect you mentally. It's going to affect you subconsciously. It's going to affect you physically. Do you know what I mean? All them negative emotions that you're holding because of somebody else. Come on, man. And it's okay. You don't have to like everyone. Like, that's okay. You can not like people. But this normal thing that people do is block them and move on. Yeah. And another thing is, do you lot think... I say you lot. I don't know how many like people, trolls, whatever in here. Do you lot think that doing that sort of stuff, making fake accounts, sending hate on someone's videos, DMs, live... Do you think that Allah is going to see that and think, yeah, let me bring goodness to this person's life. Let me give them what they want. Let me give them this and that. Like, that's why as well, me not doing that stuff doesn't come from a place of I'm such a good person. It comes from, bro, I'm scared. I want good things from Allah. So I'm going to try my best not to backbite. I'm going to try my best not to try and hurt someone's feelings, whether I hate them or not. I'm just going to mm. let them be. And yeah. Yeah, guys, and it's never too late to change. Yeah, you can. Like, share, comment, subscribe on this video and join us. Um, and that is all for this episode. Yep. Um, Nishan, where can they find you? You can find me smiling on my pillow. You can find me at it's Nishan on Instagram and TikTok. Jay, where can they find you? Jay.gaz on Instagram and TikTok. <laughs> you and, and, oh, sorry, just Juju on YouTube as well, by the way. And you can find me at Kayla Kasha on all social media platforms. Don't forget, don't forget to follow Sadly Relatable podcast on instagram and tiktok jay thank you again for coming back we appreciate you you're always welcome on this podcast thank you that was a very when nice this video gets to 5k likes when this episode gets to 5k likes we'll have jay on again who said though she didn't even ask yeah we just forced her to I'm come like, back what if i'm like really busy because i'm like so famous like the second it hits it the following week she'll be on it so well, if, if you don't get it, it tonight when it uploads then she'll be on the I'm next booking one. a flight I'm booking a flight <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah inshallah we'll have more episodes inshallah. with Jay on it because I do enjoy the conversation I feel like you have a lot to bring and to teach and to advise people uh, mashallah and yeah I really enjoyed that and I'll see you lot next week don't forget to like share subscribe and check out my YouTube channel um, yeah love you guys peace bye